And welcome, welcome, welcome to Pendle Dear Me. No, that's not, I don't <laughs> even know the fucking name of Oh, fuck it. It's early. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, welcome, welcome, welcome to Dear Me Pendle Revisited. Uh, episode 13. It's been a we had a little week off. It's been a bit bit fucking manic um, on the golf course on the on the birthday front. We've both been away, Kenzie. Yeah. It's, uh, so it's been a bit of carnage. How you been, mate? Yes, yeah, good mate, good mate. Um obviously it was my me, me birthday week, as you say, and you went away and uh, yeah, it's, it's been a bit hectic and uh, lots of golf being played and um, we're doing well, aren't we, in our club match play. So, we've um, got lots of golf to play. Um, but yeah, interesting little episode, this one. Um, if you want to talk yeah, the through it. Yeah, we'll do. I, I should just probably mention it. Actually, I've just, I've just realised that in terms of the old list of priorities, I went golf, Kansas birthday, you know, been away. <laughs> and I forgot the actual reason I went away. It's because my wedding anniversary. Yeah, so that, yeah. that fucking says a few bits. Right. The wife doesn't listen, so it's uh, it's okay. But uh, yeah, no, so this episode, um, yeah, we're just going to sort of, we're sort of saying it's a bit of a, Stuff we missed, I suppose, really over the you know, like I said, we like I said at the end of the last episode, we're we're sort of winding down, if you like, and we've only got a couple more left to do. The last two episodes um, are absolute belters, and don't think we've missed out on these things. So we've got we, we're going to do a, an episode on the uh, on the cracking charity days that we had, um, and the plan is to get uh, to get Danny Spencer in on that one for a little uh, for a little chit chat, um, and then the final episode will be. Uh, an interview with the main man himself, Paulie Spencer. Um, so please don't think we've missed that, those guys out, those guys out, and uh, those things out uh, when we talk about stuff we've missed today. But yeah, so it's it's a it's a bit of a mix of all the stuff we might not have talked about, the, the some of the changing romantics, few little stories that people have mentioned on uh, on the Facebook once we've uh, once episodes have gone out. So we'll chat about a few of those and, and uh, a few different stories, I suppose. Um, so, Kenzie, do you want to start us off, really? Yeah, I mean, obviously, we had the uh, the Pendle nights out the last few weeks, and it's uh, it's probably best to start with a couple of uh, extras that we missed, and and a few people would said like similar stories to us, um, like what about this, what about that, and um, <laughs> a lot of stories actually come back to Robbo, to be fair to him, and. Um, yeah, interestingly, I, I remember he was going through his phase of, um, well, well, I say phase, he's always wearing something rogue, whether it was a rogue, you know, Czech Republic shirt or, or Man United shirt or something like that over the years. But there was a, there was a, a funny story where he, he had this rogue jacket. Um, I'm trying to picture it in my head now. I'm picturing almost like a, like a Larry, like, light ski jacket style yeah I, don't, I can't picture it now sort of for memory it was sort of a, a black jacket but then it you know there was sort of certainly like a multicolored pattern <laughs> that's right um, on it i mean colors aren't usually my strong point anyway no. um but uh yeah down the down the crane he's decided um <laughs> but he's in a smoking area chatting to randomers as he does that's rob's that's rob's way he is a randomer so he 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 
breeds these irregular characters um, hanging about with him. Um, and he's ended up in a bit of a conversation and, and the guys decided to... Uh, well, Rob, we're, we're all in a pub. We don't really know what's going on. Yeah. And, uh, and all of a sudden, Rob walks in. He's like, Rob, where's your jacket? He was like, I oh, know, I've just... The geezer outside wanted it. I've just sold it to him for 30 quid. <laughs> like, what? What do you mean you've sold it? Yeah, he just wanted my jacket. And, and I won't lie, it was probably one of the best jacket Rob's ever owned. Yeah. Um, and... I think he, you know, done himself a disservice in, in selling that jacket because, you know, I never saw him wear anything that's good again. <laughs> yeah, no, that's right. And I, I don't know whether it was a, a money thing that he needed a few more quid to have, a, uh, you know, a couple of drinks that night or uh, or what. Um, you know, Robbo, you'll have to explain that to us when we see you next. Um, yeah. But yeah, that, that, was a, that was a strange one. And obviously, like, Tomo couldn't wait to mention that to us, it seemed like, as well as sort of Rob's funniest moments down there mm. i mean it's probably worth mentioning as well like um sort of tied to rob and and, and rogue outfits i mean one of one event that we did have which most of the lads were on actually would have been rob stag do um where yeah. we ended up uh doing the play with a legend uh and managing to have a little kick around with david may um yeah. and that was a you know that was a fucking i mean that was a cracking day but even then we it was like right what what rogue stuff are we going to get the stag to wear? And it was like it's it's hard to it's hard to pick rogue stuff to wear with Rob because he's <laughs> we we decided on the night out we weren't going to out, yeah to make him look any worse than he'd make him look himself sort of thing. But uh, <laughs> yeah. we at least got him some very short shorts to wear um, for the game. And uh, one you know I I remember you know literally two minutes into the game, David May's marking Rob tight. And he's just absolutely leaving someone, you know. Rob, Rob's Rob's game was never really uh, one of a, you know, a physical brute of a centre forward, should no, we say? No. Um, but he he certainly wasn't expecting uh, David May to be uh, to be leaving leaving a few nasty ones on him, like he was Alan Shearer or Dean <laughs> Dublin playing up top. Yeah, <laughs> so. Rob's like, "What's going on here?" First thing he's come through, he's getting studs up the shins, and <laughs> you know, really. Uh, you know, really just leaving one on him, but no, that was a that was a cracking day and a, and a cracking little game actually. The uh, yeah, you know, we all. I in fact, I've I've only mentioned that really, so I can mention the goal I scored because that was <laughs> that was the only time I've ever scored a goal probably yeah. since I've since I was about fourteen. Oh, that, that that was that was brilliant though, and just sitting there chatting to obviously like you know a United legend for especially like Rob and like me and you and that, and just sat up there in the bar and him telling some amazing stories which. You know, funny enough, I've heard as time's gone on on Talksport and stuff like that, like other yeah. people tell, and um, yeah, yeah, brilliant night, and obviously a lot of the Pendle boys come to that, as you say. But I think sticking with Rob because uh, he's always in amongst it when when <laughs> things happen. Um, do you remember the night in the brush where we a few of us went out and he ended up getting a full bottle of water thrown straight at his forehead? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Remember, remember he was over sort of to the right of the DJ booth as you look at it. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I remember him just getting clocked, and that's that's not the first time that's happened to Rob as well because he got walloped in the neck by a full bottle of water when we went to uh, when me him and my me, me, me brother Sam went to watch uh, the enemy in fucking Coventry, and he's fucking. <laughs> It was there. He got walloped on the back of the neck. It was like a full bottle of water. So um, he's obviously a target for for, um, for water catapults. Yeah, not so much a target man for Pendle, but definitely a uh, a target. And it, 
and it, his head come up so quickly, was it? <laughs> yeah, proper Tom, like Tom was there, Owen was there, a couple of yeah. other boys, and it just come up so quickly. It was a beauty, wasn't it? Just like a real, like, just like a conch, just like, you know, right fucking rounded fucking... <laughs> it, it was like a ca- cartoon bulbous, bump, yeah, 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 that's the best way to put it, like, <laughs> just a cartoon look. But, oh, uh, yeah, fucking, you know, bless Robbo, some some cracking nights out with him. <laughs> yeah, um, I suppose, I suppose this could be linked with Robbo, but this was definitely a, a few of them. And this is sort of sticking with the, the sort of the nights out thing and, and sort of what went on in amongst these nights out and um the boys and I and I wanna say um Rob, Tom, Stumble, possibly ourselves at times, but it it was probably more suited to Rob and Stumble and maybe Jack Ranger and Berry and that. And uh, the, the boys went through a phase of uh cock in pocket. <laughs> cock in pocket. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah. And it and it started off and I think Rob was the probably the first, probably the most equipped to sort of give it a go. And in the crane, people would be stood up at a bar and uh, Rob or whoever it may be would, would slip in behind them and uh, just sort of try and slip his cock in in their their pocket of which they're going to about to reach for their money or their wallet. <laughs> and uh, it sort of begun from there. And, and in amongst the, like, the crane, obviously, it was quite a small pub. Towards the end of the night, it's pretty dark in there. You're not going to offend many people, but yeah, um, I mean, it's probably worth pointing out that it was we only did they were only doing it to people they know, other people within the group. We weren't just going up; they weren't just going up to randomers and slipping their <laughs> slipping their cock into to randomers' pockets. Yeah, so, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. but yeah, no, if cock in pocket, what a what a cracking game! I'd have loved to have been able to take part, but um, you know, sadly, don't quite have the appendage for <laughs> uh, for that sort of scenario. Yeah, and. Uh, Lucky if it gets out the fly, let alone fucking <laughs> dipping it into someone else's pocket. But yeah, and you can just picture, oh fucking hell! Yeah. Like, <laughs> and, and you know, with someone like like ourselves and and Tom Stumble, like Rob Berry, like Jack, yeah, both Jack, like they'll just love that instant laughter, like the, yeah. the nudity or or the the sort of anything to do with probably like the, the, the male penis surrounding the group. It's just an instant laugh for the boys. And, uh, yeah, I mean, in amongst a, a public bar, you know, it's just, you know. I think, I think, yeah, I think it was one certainly that, you know, you get some groups where, you know, little pranks happening and stuff like that. Yeah. No one in our group ever hated the prank being done on them nah. sort of thing so you knew any everyone was fair game yeah you know everyone was everyone could be a target and be uh be done and you know it wouldn't be any you know you get some groups where it gets a bit fucking feisty <laughs> and fucking shouty between you know if you're someone in particular gets done by someone else in particular then it'd all kick off but <laughs> no for like you know within our lot it was it was certainly a case of anyone's fair game and everyone had fucking if it happened to you you'd be like oh fuck i've been done similarly you know with the god save the queen whenever the coins went in the drink and yeah. that started happening you know little things like that just uh just was fantastic yeah brilliant i mean i uh, i can move that on to sort of someone else who you maybe didn't think was fair game and this moves into sort of changing room stuff but is there anything you can add in terms of them little nights out little bits and pieces like that uh there's nothing else that's springing to mind straight off the uh straight off the bat to be fair i think you know like like we covered a lot in the in the last couple of you know the last two part uh uh, in terms of the in terms of the nights out and yeah, like you say, those they were a couple of stories that um, 
that popped up into uh, into our heads, or certainly that um, that we were reminded of by the likes of Tom and that and the, on the messages. So no, fantastic, fantastic <laughs> times. But yeah, I suppose that that can move us into the changing room banter, which a lot of these encounters would happen behind the scenes. So, and someone who you know you wouldn't necessarily think would be involved was was made to be a a victim, certainly from from Tom and and a, and a few others. Was old was Paul. Yeah. Um, yeah. He must not have known what had hit him as the years gone on with our lot. And obviously, he got used to us fairly quickly uh, and as to what used to go on. And, and and Tom would be the first to say that in them changing rooms was just like an absolute carnage factory of just shit that went on. Yeah. And and, and one of Tom's favourite things to do would just be maraud and dance probably in front of and on Paul. Like yeah, start just bollock naked. Just a nice big naked hug. Yeah. Um, welcome to the changing room, Paul. Where? Well, how are you going, mate? <laughs> before game, after. I mean, before game, it was relatively sedate. Yeah. But uh, sort of post game, yeah. I mean, it usually started with, you know, getting in, getting in the showers, sort of thing. And we had some good showers at Holy Cross, at least, sort of nice and warm. Um, and then all of a sudden, someone had come in, and you know. Right, we've got to empty the water bottles out and then all the fucking cold water just yeah. oh, straight in. Fucking. Yeah. Well, you was one for that. You was one of the oh, main, time, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. main perpetrators there. <laughs> yeah, loved loved it. And then I suppose if you're looking at a sort of timeline of showering, you'd be in the showers, the first four sort of sodden about and, uh, you know, there'd be arse slaps or fucking like, you know, whatever, a bit of, bit of sort of wrestling, <laughs> sodden about. And then the, uh, the pissing, on each other would start. Yeah, they, yeah. It's, for some reason, it happens in every sports team, um, and or you know, certainly every sports team I've played in for some reason. Um, <laughs> it's maybe a common denominator, but uh, yeah, it's a it's an odd uh, odd way of doing things. But unfortunately, guys, blokes do piss on each other. For, for some, <laughs> it, it's just funny. Uh, yeah. You know, you get in the shower, a bit of warm hitch, you go, I need a piss. I'm just going to piss in the shower, uh, you know, standard. And uh, and then why not just whilst we just do a little side cock and just have the person next to you just for the banter? They can wash it off straight away. It's all it's all clean fun. Yeah. But uh, yeah, fucking carnage. Yeah, Absolute and, and I suppose we was. It didn't matter who it was. We was all sort of like strong perpetrators for that. I, I remember a couple of times where someone had, had, had pissed on someone, but they'd had a, a graze on their leg and just. And oh, I just took the piss <laughs> God nowhere near it, or you'd just be getting out and you'd turn around and realize you'd been pissed on, or or something like that. And then obviously, you know, you'd fuck about with the shower gels. And you know, we've all seen the videos on YouTube and Facebook now with like the shower gel pranks, and they're constantly getting shower gel thrown at them and, and stuff like that, and can't seem to wash it out of their hair and stuff like that. And yeah, like you say, the cold water stuff. Um, I remember at time we was down the bottom end of the change rooms for some reason, and a few of the boys, Barry and Jack Ranger, were, were on the floor in a really sort of bubble, sort of infested uh, sort of shower area, and they're on the floor. We are sailing and oops upside your head and, and all that, that <laughs> sort of stuff. I remember that going down. That was fucking excellent. And then obviously we'd be sat down getting sort of dressed and changed and you know, there'd be you know, wet wet boxes and people throwing fucking tape everywhere and sort of mud would be flying. And then all of a sudden someone, maybe yourself or me or someone else just go, lads, 
fuck off out now. You're getting mud on our clothes and stuff like that. Yeah, and yeah. that would be it. We'd be done. We'd get changed. And, well, you was last, always last, wasn't you? Yeah, I, I always ended up being last, just mainly because I'm, I don't know if it's a bit of... Uh, just used to like to take the time. I had a lot of body surface area to dry um, as well. And then I had a fucking... always had a big kit bag with a load of shit in it as well, sort of thing. So there was plenty to uh, plenty to sort out in that respect. But, um, yeah, it always didn't, didn't bother me because, like I say, I always used to then just mind sweep around the, uh, around the changing room, pick up any shit that anyone had left and uh, get that straight in the fines book, really, yeah. for of stuff being left in the changing room. And there was, you know, weirdly... Uh, People, there was the people who left most stuff in the changing rooms were people who didn't even fucking shower. And these boys have got away with this a little bit, I think, because <laughs> um, we uh, we did mention it once. I think, and the, I think the only person we mentioned actually was Rob, who uh, strangely didn't used to shower all that often when he did play, but he, he never really did much running around to work up a sweat, I suppose. But you know, the likes of Roy C, who's then down the fucking crane all the time in muddy kit. You know, sometimes he'd be still down there in full kit, mud all over his knees, <laughs> you know, just caked in it and, you know, sitting down the crane in full kit, which was a disgrace. Um, Milbo, another non-showerer. Jack Stan, non-showerer. You know, mm. how, how you can not have a shower after football, um, just ridiculous, really, in my eyes, or after any sport. It's uh, just get your cock out and get in the shower, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. And you said about the bits after the after, and you was the last in there, and you know whether it was to to like you say do the the fines or was that a bit of a ritual for you? Any rituals you had sort of surrounding pre post game? Pre pre game, not really. I mean, you know, I I tried to think, and more often than not, I put my left stuff on first, but not, it wasn't a like a big superstition mm. um, thing. Uh, really, uh, there was nothing. No, I mean, I, I generally didn't really have too much um, in the way of um, any sort of rituals. I probably developed those a little bit more with with golf and mm. and cricket, sort of thing. Since I've since I'm now, you know, they're the main two sports to play. I probably have developed those a little bit over time. Mainly, probably just to get out out the house earlier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's nothing really. You know, it was generally trying. I was. I'd like to try and get to the ground early. Mm. Um, you know, and just give myself. It's one of those. Just give yourself plenty of time to get accustomed. I'd, I'd never like to feel like you're rushing. No, that's um, right. Certainly. And for me, I, I would rather have almost less sleep, but more time up and about. Yeah. Gear, gearing up for the game, whereas other people would want the sort of most amount of sleep, especially after a night out. But um, yeah, I mean, I t- tell you, there was there was one thing, you know, generally, and and it's something that actually I probably. I haven't watched as much match of the day since I stopped playing football yeah. um, and started playing golf. And so then golf was getting out a little bit earlier. But whereas football, you know, obviously meet at sort of quarter to 10 for an half 10 kickoff, meant you didn't need to leave the house till sort of quarter past nine, half nine. Mm. Um, and because of that, you know, you, you get the, the Sunday morning match of the day. Um, so mm. I used to sort of get up at seven, watch watch match of the day repeat on the, on a Sunday morning, and then straight away you're into the changing room and you can chat about the stuff that's gone on yesterday. The foot, you know, that was definitely, you know, I've just seen fucking so and so's goal. What a goal by Manuel Figueroa from the fucking halfway line, and yeah. like, you know, things <laughs> like that sort of thing. And that was uh, that was probably as much ritual as it got um, for me pre-game. What about yourself? I know you were, yeah. you were big into your. Big into your into your morning bowel movements. Yeah, well, definitely always that the morning shit. Definitely was famous for that. But and I was always one for maybe having to pick one or two people up. And obviously at the time, like 
Dale would generally just jump in with me because so he could have yeah. a beer, which is not a shocker to anyone. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I, had a, I had a strange um, ritual, which I never thought I would ever, ever be like that because uh, I, I sort of I don't don't really get like these people that have to say you know, put a left sock on first and all that. That's yeah. never been me. But the one thing I did do is I always made sure I stopped off, got a LucasAid Sport, and uh, I made sure that when I drove into the car park, I was listening to uh, Kid Rock. Fair <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah. Um, Any particular song? Yeah, it was always... Um, Oh, man, I can't think of the name of it now. Um, uh, all Summer Long. Yeah, All it? Summer Long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was always... Yeah. And it was always... I, I just loved it. And, like, you know, I think Rob mentioned it the other week and that. He's like, always had that blue that sort of Kansas yeah. coming to the... And I suppose where I was one of the first, I wasn't really coming in to know sort of, like, atmosphere in the car park. The boys are already here, blah, blah, blah. So I was one of the first there. and But then that that sort of morphed into making sure I got the nets up and the nets looking decent. And that was my yeah. thing. And that's that's what I liked. That pre-game, once that was done, I could then bosh focus. And I'd been already awake for a while because, you know, I was up early enough. But, yeah, that was that was one of my things, really. Anyone you want to um, throw under the bus for not really pulling their weight on the old nets front, Cairns? I, I, as I've said before, I was never really one for putting them up. I'd, mm. I'd be sort of getting in you know, getting all my fucking kit on um, and then come out. But I would always, because I'm right next to it when we finish, I'd always take take one down and bring it in. But, uh, yeah, anyone you want to wait yeah. out for, for not really putting it in? No, no I mean, um, I, mean I, I couldn't stand taking them down. That's why I always made sure I put them up. But, no, normally it was me, Paul, Charlie, Dell were generally the four. And then Cracking team. If, if, if Tom was there a fair bit... Um, Fairly early, a lot of the time, but normally, you know, you 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 get your uh, your avoiders for for both ends of the net. I mean, I don't I don't remember. I mean, the Holbridge boys always they pushed it close, whether that was because they were still hungover or yeah. Ben needed a shit or something like that. They uh, they wasn't really one for nets up or down. Um, but yeah, that was that was probably the sort of team of four, five, sort of six people that were were the net guys. And obviously, Sp- yeah. Speno when he played in that as well. But um, yeah, I don't know how, how many people like people did you see get a net down with you? Yeah, I mean, I said, Tommy Tommy Malcolm was always always mm-hmm. knocking about. You know, with the height, he yeah, was, uh, he was certainly a handy one. Um, you know, Beno would would usually help out as well. To be fair, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So no, there's no there's from from that point of view, it was uh, it was. It was decent enough, sort of thing, but uh, yeah, no, we, we we did pride ourselves on making it look uh, look decent over there, definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe we're looking at the more forward, youthful players, maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's say it now, Royce. I don't remember ever fucking touching that. I don't think he knew. I don't think he knew that we had to put them up. I think he just assumed that the council put them up. Bless him. Yeah, and but, he's uh, one of the tallest in the team as well. Yeah, to be fair to, but. Um, yeah, obviously, as the years went on and we had to share the pitch, every other week we come back, fucking other team have lost the pegs or what? Like, yeah, why, why gents? Why? Like, fucking hell. But, um, yeah, moving on from that, and I suppose you've just mentioned Roycey, and there's a couple of things. One's sort of been mentioned before uh, about Roycey, um, and that was his phase of his um, belly button phase. Mm. And I suppose we needed to elaborate a bit more on this. Um, where it all began from, well, maybe because he didn't shower, I don't know. But, yeah. um, 
like the big story surrounding it is what what was the big piss up we had, and then the, we had the match at Basel United. Pitsy, the next, yeah, yeah. I, I can't remember. I can't remember what the piss up was. Was that one of the South End piss ups? Trying to might think. have well, might have been. I can't remember, but I remember definitely the next day there was a. Um, it was a real foggy, yeah. foggy day, and and any any scientist will know that when the uh, or anyone who's ever farted in the shower, I suppose, or in the bath, you know, when there's a moist atmosphere, um, <laughs> and it, like on a day like it was then, the uh, your smell your smells are enhanced, yeah. um, and and Tom will tell you, um, I don't do smells, and <laughs> and he didn't that day when. Uh, Royce decided to to give him a hmm. give him a waft because he'd already written himself off playing because he was so bad, so hungover, didn't he? Yeah. And uh, yeah, Royce Royce he had the thing, and like the we had the sort of pendle noise at the time as well, didn't we? The whoa, like, yeah. that sort of Royce and, and probably stumble invented, I would guess. And uh, yeah, he he got the waft as I remember, just sort of walking through like the turnstile bit, and uh, I'm sure I, I assume he, he was. Uh, Heaving up, yeah. I think he might. Have, I think he did chunder on the side, yeah. on the side after yeah. uh, after sniffing Royce's belly button. But uh, yeah, grim. And, and Royce would sort of. He would. I know he used to sort of run after Ben and threaten Ben with it a lot, and uh, a few of the other boys, and it it, it cracked him up. But um, yeah, he, he he had his he got his comeuppance for a few things over the years, Royce. And uh, one of the funny nights was, and it's it's Pendle related because I had ordered the red kit, the new red kit. And for whatever reason, um, Charlie had, had organised for half a dozen of us to have a few beers at his and we could stay at his. And I, and I, I funny enough, there was me, Owen, Charlie, I think Ben Royce, a couple of others, Mil, Milbo, possibly, I can't remember now. And they was like, oh, so you're staying, you're going to bring the new kit. So I had the new kit in my car at, at Charlie's house. And, uh, oh, come on, Ken, get, get it out. Let's have a look. Let's have a look. Like, no, 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 come on, because I don't want you fucking blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so we've got the new kit. Royce's put it on, isn't he? Low shorts, loves it. Love the new kit. Good ambassador for any sort of new, new wear for Pendle yeah. he was. And uh, he, <laughs> that night, he, he went out and, and met a bird, but he, he had the Pendle shorts on. And, uh, he um he went and met this bird wherever it was in Holbridge. I knew it was near a church or something somewhere. So we went, come on, boys. And we got in Charlie's car, probably a little bit over the limit, some of us. And we wanted to find Royce and we, and we, we egged him. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> and I'm, I'm sure I'm sure he, uh, he he had the kit on at the time. And and I can't remember that this might this might contrast or, or sort of be overlapped by another story. But he um, he definitely got something on his shorts on two occasions that shouldn't have been anywhere near the Pendle kit. Yeah, yeah, a massive fine territory. Yeah, I think it was, it was. Um, yeah, I think he did it with the the shorts and also with the man. Of- in the man of the match shirt as well when he decided to uh yeah i think i'll leave we'll just leave it there i think just all over the sleeve from yes. memory on the uh, on the shirt yeah and the shorts was the night at uh at mersey 
was where the shorts happened. Oh, yeah. And I, I'm trying to think. <laughs> yeah, I uh, yeah. remember him coming yes. out and going. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah. oh, boys, I've just had a minute. Yeah. I've just got and it. I'm, I'm, I'm sure this night in question with the egging, it happened then as well. Yeah. But we had, we, had egged, we had egged him and he had the fucking right hump, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, he's made his way back to Charlie's, but. We've all locked, locked the door and turned the lights off, played like he can't see us. And he's really, really kicking off. And we're like, fucking all right, mate. And then Charlie's getting out because he's at his battering, like the door and the window. Anyway, he eventually gets in the house. He's fuming. He's like, what's up? He's like, some geezer's clumped him. Walking, walking back to Charlie's after he's met this bird. And he's, he's got like, his eyes come up. And obviously we've not let him in the door. We didn't know none of this, but obviously he was probably looking for a, a bit of refuge or yeah. a bit of a sort of safe point. And it's like, what what the fuck? What's gone from you meeting a bird to being eggs to being punched? Yeah. Like, what has gone on <laughs> here? madness. Like, yeah. But, um, yeah, there'll be, there'll be a couple of uh, moisty things to surround in the, uh, the kit. Uh, it's probably worth a mention because he's, he's popped up in the news. Old Elgar, Elgar Danny Taylor, doing a going to be doing a little bit of time at Her Majesty's pleasure for a bit of for dealing of the narcotics. Never mind, yeah, it could happen to a nicer bloke. Yeah, yeah, you know, I suppose we've come come up against all sorts of characters in the uh, in the Pendle years, and um, yeah, nice interesting story yeah. for us to read this yeah. week. All of a sudden, that, oh. that pops up. So, if you've not seen that, guys, Danny Danny Taylor's uh, from Elgar. He's uh, yeah, got done for drug dealing. Bless him. Under a, <laughs> under a different uh, under. Obviously, Danny Taylor sounds like that wasn't really his real name, but uh, but yeah, <laughs> fucking funny. Yeah, that, no, excellent. And I think you know we've filled in a few of the gaps there and there's some obviously some, some cracking stories and no doubt there's still stuff out there that people will mention hopefully the Spencers in the next couple of weeks will will fill us in from stuff maybe even before our time yeah line. definitely and, um, you know where we can have some, some good laughs and some good moments and you know we've we've been keeping this towards the end guys because me and Ryan are, are really looking forward especially now that we can actually go and see and meet these people and um, you know we don't know how long these episodes are going to be more than likely they're going to be over sort of multiple parts um, but if you want us to ask anything to the Spencers over the next few episodes um, let us know um, we're recording this this before you know the day before you're hearing this so you've got plenty of time to uh, to, to get in your comments and your questions and let's help us help help you know Pendle and this podcast have a superb finish yeah um, to the last two or so episodes yeah absolutely mate um, been a pleasure and catching up chatting again and, uh, and reminiscing some stories definitely that I'd, I'd forgotten um, you know mm-hmm. it, it was uh, you know like I say some fucking crazy times but uh, no bit of pleasure mate and uh, I'll see you next time I will see you next time well done mate